0: Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast.
1: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that it was all started by a mouse.
2: Hello, and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day Nine of Podmas. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And
1: we're being joined again by our awesome friend, Rory. How are you today? Hello! You know, a week later and, like, still got, like, this <laughs> laryngitis thing going, but pushing through.
0: <laughs> You're a so, trooper. So we're on day nine of Podmas, so if we're, like, singing the 12 Days of Christmas, what is nine again? Nine Maids of Milking? Maids of Milking, oh. yeah. Well... We're not going to be milking any maids today, but we're going to be discussing <laughs> Pollyanna.
2: You weirdo. <laughs> I was like, where's she Where's she going with this?
0: Oh, she's not going anywhere with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, I didn't know if it was ladies dancing and then I could have been like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the bazaar with Pollyanna. You know, I was gonna go somewhere with it if it matched up, but maid's and milking didn't match up to anything, so I just ran with it. I'm sorry. I'm not editing any of this out. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Perfect. Welcome to Podmas. <laughs> uh, all right, it's you. No, it's not. It's me. It is time for the 30 second Disney dash. Already. All right. Well, I'll oh, go yeah, first. You're going first. Okay. All right, Mac. On your mark, get set. So we meet Pollyanna. She doesn't have parents anymore, so she goes to live with her Aunt Polly, and she tries really hard to like be nice to her and to impress her, but Polly seems to be kind of stuck up. She's rich and stuffy, but then Pollyanna ends up kind of breaking that from her, and she turns into a nice person, and it's all good in the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There was just
0: like way too much I needed to add in there with eight (laughs) seconds left, and I knew I was getting close. So, I mean, that basically is the story, just with a lot of details in there.
1: Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Match. I can go next. (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. On your mark. Good, set,
0: go.
1: Pollyanna is a character-centric tale about an orphan sent to live with her wealthy aunt. Through getting to know the people of Harrington, Pollyanna shares her eternally optimistic view of the world, puts a smile on even the most cantankerous person in town. Her Aunt <laughs> Polly is the one who uh, only one who seems to take issue, and Pollyanna gets injured, sneaking back into the house after the town bazaar. But this turn of events it's now the town's turn to lift Pollyanna's spirits, and her Aunt Polly is finally touched by the goodness of the human spirit. That was really good! <laughs> Yeah, that was how, how long. Twenty four. 24. Plenty of time. How exciting!
2: That was really good.
1: Thank you. It was like a
2: perfect synopsis. It didn't like give too much away. <clears throat> I liked it. Thank you. I Thanks. <laughs> not prepared
0: for this. Is yours gonna be better? Nope. Ready? Not at all? No. Set. Go.
2: Pollyanna's an orphan who goes to live with her aunt, who's really mean and stuck up. Um, But Paulina spreads her like sunshine, gladness to the whole town, including her aunt, and she like makes mean people nice again. And then they throw this big party, Jerry's money for the orphanage, and then Paulina gets injured, and the whole town comes and lifts her
0: spirits up. And it's all good. 21 seconds. Oh, wow. I yeah.
1: thought I was
2: running later than that.
1: No. And that's pretty much the story. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I just took what you guys said and made it smaller.
1: That's fine.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, people like to know my reactions to the movie before we get started. I loved it. Yeah. Welcome to the 60s. Hello, 60s. (laughs) Thank God we're out of the 50s. Goodbye to all those horrible live action movies. And hello to the reign of Hayley Mills. (laughs) I am so here for it.
1: Yep. Let's get together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's not this movie, though. <laughs> um,
1: all
0: right. So, some history on Pollyanna. It's a 1960 live action drama starring child actress Haley Mills, Jane Wyman, Carl Malden, and Richard Egan. Also, Kevin Corcoran. Mm-hmm. We still have little Kevin. Little so it is a story about a cheerful orphan changing the outlook of a small town based on the novel Pollyanna from 1913 by Eleanor H. Porter. I kind of want to read it. Yeah. Uh, the film was written and directed by David Swift.
2: Oh!
0: Any relation to Taylor <laughs> Swift? I don't know. I doubt it. But still, that's cool. The film marks Haley Mills' first of six films for Disney, and it won the actress an Academy Juvenile Award.
2: Wait, does Walt, like, use the same people often?
0: All the time.
2: Oh, crazy. <laughs> now, I
0: want to know, so the first of six films, does Parent Trap count as one or two films for her? <laughs> because technically she has two roles.
2: I don't know. Then we could say that she's in seven then, I guess.
0: Seven's a better number. It is.
2: It is. I really want to ding the bell right now. Not wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, well, I actually have more fun facts than I remember putting in here. All right. Fun facts. So, Roy Disney, Mr. Studio Business Head and Walt's brother, as we all know, he issued thousands of Pollyanna photo locket necklaces. So, she has that necklace around her neck that she got from her dad um, as a promotional item. And it had the famous quote, attributed to abraham lincoln from the movie um so director and screenwriter david swift is out on vacation with his family and he sees this necklace in a gift shop immediately calls the studio and says take these off the shelf lincoln never said that i made it up (laughs) (laughs) oh no i know (laughs) um so if anyone doesn't remember the quote was when you look for the bad in mankind expecting to find it you surely will I don't know who so, said that. David Swift
0: did. So did they get pulled from the shelf? I don't know. I wonder they if they I wonder if they're like expensive on eBay. Yeah, for real. I'm gonna look it up. Alright, look that
2: up while I do this next. Week. <laughs> um. So when the movie performed below expectations at the box office, uh, Walt put out his theory that he thought it was because the picture would have done better with a different title. He thought it attracted more girls and women, but men tended to stay away because it sounded quote, sweet and sticky.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, um, because I'm me, I have to pull out the Rapunzel reference here. (laughs) Um, and and that's actually one of the reasons that Tangled was named Tangled and not Rapunzel was because they wanted to get more of the masculine audience in to see it and they didn't want it to think that it was just like another princess movie. So they, I guess, learned from Pollyanna. So once again, just, like, leading the way into Rapunzel here. Always. Always. Rory's always
2: blazing that trail to Rapunzel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it did work. I mean... I think if you were to ask any small child, boy or girl, they would know Rapunzel and Flynn. Like, I think Flynn's, like, a really good. Like, if you want to stick to gender roles, I think little boys would be attracted to him, you know, and be like, oh, man, he's cool. I want to dress like him. I want to be like him. So, yeah, for sure. Um, according to director David Swift, they looked at 362 girls to play the part of Pollyanna and they still hadn't found anyone. So this reminds me of the whole, like, let's find Harry Potter and they couldn't find anyone for him either for the longest time. Um, so one day Walt's wife, Lily, yes.
0: Rory relates everything back to Tangled, just like we relate (laughs) everything back to Harry Potter.
2: (laughs) We all have our faults, okay?
0: (laughs) Also... There are no Pollyanna necklaces on eBay.
2: Oh, man. So, yeah.
0: if somebody has one, hit me up. I might be interested.
2: <laughs> well, now that they know that... Ooh, that sounded bad. <laughs> Is your phone alive? Yeah. Whew. Now they know it's special. They're going to up the price. Be nice to us, grown-up kids. Um, so, they're looking <laughs> for the part of Pollyanna. Uh, Walt's wife, Lily, went shopping with the Disney Studio heads, Bill Anderson's wife when they were in London on business, um, and they saw Haley Mills in Tiger Bay, which I believe is another movie from 59, and thought she was perfect to play the role of Pollyanna. So the two men didn't listen to them, But um, but they were so persistent that they finally got them to agree to watch the movie Tiger Bay, and they immediately
0: decided to cast her. So, guys, listen to your wives. That is, like, legitimately just, like, the story for Daniel Red. It's really time. close.
2: <laughs> it's really close. Like, David <laughs> Heyman he him.
0: saw him in... At a, they were at a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but then he remembered him from the movie that he was in, David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, that little boy. It's Harry. Yep. yep.
2: And so the sometimes rest is Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, the orphanage house is still on the Warner Brothers backlot. And it sits next to the house used in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
0: I wonder if you can see that, like, uh, at the Warner Brothers Studio Tour in Hollywood.
2: Maybe. i don't see why Cause, they wouldn't.
0: Because, like, that's where you can go see, like, um, Central Park, like, the Cafe for Friends. Yeah. And Just I think, like... Follow. Yeah. And, like, Ellen's mm-hmm. stage that she records on. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would totally go do that if next time we're in LA.
2: Yeah, we looked into it during our last California trip, but you know, there's only so much you can do in a week. And And like Disney is there. So
0: like three days at Disney or two days at Disney in the Hollywood studio tours. We went with three days at
1: Disney.
2: (laughs) So this is kind of sad to me and a little bit upsetting. So Haley Mills' first film scene was with Carl Malden, who played Reverend Ford. Um, So when Reverend Ford is practicing his sermon in that open field and Pollyanna comes to deliver a message um, and kind of like light brings the light to him about that fake quote from Abraham Lincoln. Um, So apparently (laughs) she was very distracted and like losing her concentration Uh, she didn't get anything, quote, in the can by the time the cast and crew broke for lunch, so her dad took her aside, John Mills, and asked what's wrong and said, do you know what you are like? You are like a great big white cabbage. Yes, really boring.
1: Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Thanks,
2: Dad. This kid's like, what, nine? Good God. Uh, I guess the rest of the afternoon went fine after that. I don't know. That must have, she didn't want to be boring. She didn't want to be a great white cabbage um but and I noticed this when I was watching it it was a long hot day (laughs) and he says and Carl I remember got awfully sunburned I always felt rather responsible I thought he looked very sunburned in that scene
1: (laughs) yeah I think they did a good job of like I guess kind of hiding it because I kind of got the idea that like he was out there for a while and his wife like goes to find him and he's just like really sunburned yeah (laughs) pondering this in the sun for a while and I'm like oh Look how they spun that. Look at
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy just looked toasted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Mrs. Snow, Angelica, and Tilly, they all later appear in Bewitched. What? Do we have any Bewitched fans out there? Uh, director David Swift has a cameo in it. He's the fireman who shoes the small boy off of a ladder after the boiler incident at the Harrington House Orphanage. I actually oh. remember him. Mm-hmm, me too. Those boys running all over the place. <laughs> um, and okay. Anyone remember the <laughs> opening scene? <laughs> there's <Yeah>. a
0: <laughs> there's little a, boy with the naked butt. Yeah,
2: so the beginning has, you know, the naked Like the butt. whitest
0: little butt I've ever seen. Yes. In my <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> Apparently it's notable enough to have him in fun facts oh. and he has a name. Uh so the film opens with a close up of a naked backside of a young boy <laughs> uh who swings from a rope And swings away from the camera jumping into the river. So the boy is played by William Betts. Who was seven at the time of filming. And he recalled later in an interview. That people weren't really allowed to swim in that river. It was White Sulphur Springs. Um, His mom had a very brief background extra role. And neither of them were actors. But just locals. And he thinks. He's amused by the fact that. Most of the small Vermont town. In the movie was actually a mix of like. Various locals miles apart. In Napa Valley and Sonoma County california
1: he's really lucky that he didn't grow up in the age of the internet i know like oh. could you imagine like middle school i know just like pictures plastered everywhere like oh, look yeah. at his little white butt ear oh yeah which is terrible oh, lucky kid but uh um, meg you mentioned
2: wanting to read the book and there's some differences between the book and the movie of course as there always is whenever you're doing this what what So, the book's town of Beldingsville, Vermont, becomes Harrington in the movie. Um, Mr. Pendleton and Thomas Chilton become Mr. Pendergast and Edmund Chilton. And Nancy doesn't actually have a sweetheart. George
0: Dodds doesn't exist. Or Cousin Fred Fred doesn't (laughs) exist? (laughs) Nope. Cousin Fred, (laughs) that's sad. Just like, you know... He doesn't look like a Fred. <laughs>
2: that was the saddest, most <laughs> awesome thing. Um, so, in the book, Pollyanna does have a tree outside her attic window, but she only uses it once, and it's on the day she arrives in town. So she doesn't get her injury that way. In the book, she actually gets it from a, I believe, a car accident. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like a carriage accident. They kept calling it a car, and I'm like, that's a carriage. <laughs>
2: this says automobile but eh, who wrote this Uh, yeah um and unlike the film nancy unlike the film nancy the book nancy is very like country girl like but like the stereotypical country girl so like grammatical errors slang um and again she's not engaged there's no romantic affair no sweetheart that's
0: not too many differences, though. No,
2: that's actually pretty good, although, yeah. like, and I like the changes, but I guess that's because I saw the movie first, so, like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, if I read the book first, I might be like, why did they change how she gets her injury? I don't know, but then that brings Jimmy Bean into it more, he <laughs> likes to climb
0: trees. I think that was probably just to create a character for Kevin, though, to be honest, because, like, Walt likes to reuse his people, and, like, Kevin really was a popular actor, child actor at that time. Like, he was in various pretty successful live-action movies for Walt. So, like, why not pair him with Hayley Mills, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. it kind of makes sense. Alrighty. Characters. So, first up is Pollyanna, played uh, by Hayley Mills. Literally Super... just a ray of sunshine. Yeah. I just yeah. love her. Have I said that yet? hmm I really love Haley Mills. <laughs> and... Just, like, her character of Pollyanna, though, just, like, the whole idea of this little girl who can always find the happiness in every situation, brings light to everyone's day, including, like, the crankiest person ever, totally changes their outlook on life. Like, she is just, I I don't remember who said it, if it was Katie or Rory, but she's, like, a ray of sunshine. Did either of you guys say that? I literally you, just said it about. Five literally seconds ago. Ago. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that's like, but that's perfect, guys. It's day nine of Podmas. We're going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a little fact about the Glad Game. Um, an article from The Atlantic says, Her glad game goes beyond simple positive thinking, so Pollyanna isn't always cheerful. She does cry over disappointments, large and small, and initially refuses to play the game when she suffers a major tragedy. It's not that she's naturally the world's greatest optimist. Rather, optimism is a tool she uses to make herself happy. Her gladness is glandwellian. Glandwellian.
2: Gl- That's what I said. Yeah. You said Gland.
0: I said glad. It was probably Uh -uh. my, it was probably my cold. I'm going to play this back. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a state of mind, but rather a skill that becomes stronger with practice. So as she herself puts it, when you're hunting for the glad things, you sort of forget the other kind. So welcome to the 21st century, Pollyanna, you'll fit right in. So it's literally called the Pollyanna principle. So the term Pollyanna principle refers to the human tendency to focus on the positive and use more positive words and terms during a conversation. So Pollyanna would play what she called the glad game and what we might think of as practicing gratitude today and what we might think of as practicing gratitude today period.
1: In every situation, <laughs> yeah. no
0: matter how sad or upsetting, Pollyanna tried to find at least one good thing, or a silver lining, as we often call it today. She's so good at this game that she ends up getting her whole town to play along, and she makes a significant positive impact on the people of her town.
2: They even call it Glad Town. Yeah. Harrington, the Glad Town.
0: Yeah. So cute. Um, So, like, I think she's true blue Hufflepuff.
1: Yeah! I disagree. Go for it. See, I fight me, Rory. I have to <laughs> put her in Gryffindor just because she's she you know, she's a bit reckless with like, you know, going in and like saying hi to people and True. I'll like give that you just this. and like there were times where she was talking and I'm like, Oh my god, she sounds like Hermione. Like <laughs> just um, like the way she okay. was talking. And Then you have to look at when she goes to um, to Mr. Pendergrass. And like she, um, you know that whole thing that that's like a true Gryffindor moment right there. Yeah. Um. Too. Like I see the Hufflepuff side of it definitely because when you have someone who's that optimistic, like, it kind of has to be a Hufflepuff. But <laughs> she, I, I, I would put, it, I'd make her a Gryffindor.
0: I can agree with that.
1: I like that. Or a Hufflepuff because you know, she's like- very
0: like. She takes initiative, which I guess maybe isn't always the Hufflepuff trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like her initiative, like the fact that she takes initiative on things is like where her Gryffindor comes in, mm-hmm. but her kindness and like her positivity is where the Hufflepuff comes in.
2: Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that a
0: lot. I dig it. What was
2: um, I was going to say something about her and now I can't remember.
0: Think quick. I uh,
2: can't
0: think of it. Okay. So next up is Aunt Polly. Um, I don't know why, but even straight from the beginning, I had a feeling that, like, she was going to be good. Yeah. Like, like, she is stuffy, I guess, in the beginning. But, like, you can tell that she has this...
2: She wasn't always like
1: that.
0: Yeah, she was. she wasn't always like that. But you can also tell that she, like, kind of has this soft side for Pollyanna.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, like, I immediately saw that from the beginning, even though she is kind of stuffy. And she is, I mean, she doesn't have the best relationships with everybody in the town, but she always, always cared about Pollyanna.
1: Yeah, she, for me, she's one of the characters, I think, that has the most death in the movie because, yeah. like, she, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I <coughs> choked okay. talking about it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like, when you think about her history and like, okay, five years ago, there was something with Dr. Chilton and, well, what happened there and what drove them apart? And then you have to, like, think about it was her and her sister. And her sister married the reverend. And obviously something happened there that she went away from the rest of the family that was already rich. And then I guess there were no sons. So that kind of left Aunt Polly to like, be in charge of the family and that, like, founded this town, and you kind of, like, like, I think everything to her, like, there's, like, this big backstory that you kind of wonder and there's that scene where she takes her hair down, and she's looking in the mirror, and she just starts crying, mm-hmm. because, like, she kind of sees, like, who she once was and what she's become, and, like, that's really tough to take on as... <coughs> <laughs> <Sorry. That's okay. laughs> um but that's that's really tough to take on as like an adult who might have had dreams of like where they wanted to be and find themselves maybe where they just didn't want to be at all
0: it's a really good point yeah like i really felt for her i think that that's kind of what i was getting at like even though um even though she like comes across kind of stern and everything like you can tell that there's this other side to her that maybe she longs for or maybe um, like that was clearly there but for some reason went away whatever that reason may be
2: she wears a mask you know definitely and yeah and you could, s- you could see parts like when she was with Edmund Dr. Chilton you could mm-hmm. see her wanting to just like yeah. let it crumble but then she'd like resort back to like that stuck up like very strict like need to be leader of the town it's like no, like it's, it's just okay, like, just let it go, whatever it is so just let it go. many
0: responsibilities like piling up on her and like can you I mean if if you're not that personality, like that could crush you, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Easy.
0: Yeah. I kinda wanna put her in Ravenclaw. I'll
2: put her I could put her in Ravenclaw.
1: So, I can't say what house because I can't, like, pick out, like, any specific trait. But as, like, a character, she reminded me so much of McGonagall. Not to necessarily say she's in, like, Gryffindor, but she just reminded me a lot. Especially, like, with how she could be soft with Polly. Like, McGonagall could be soft with Harry sometimes. That's a great comparison. Yeah. I got some huge McGonagall vibes there. But I'm not not necessarily sure if that makes her Gryffindor, just that she's very much like
0: McGonagall. Yeah. But, like, even if you think about McGonagall's backstory, too, like, how she, yeah, she, like, fell in love with somebody and it didn't work out. Rory. Family, like, yeah. (laughs) Dang.
2: (laughs) blown our minds.
0: You just spit on me so bad. (laughs) I love you. There's a lot of spit going on in this episode. (laughs) So she's, like... I th- the reason why I said Ravenclaw is just because, like, she seems like she has, like, a ton of responsibilities, and she seems to handle it really well. Like, she is clearly wise to be able to run the town that way and make the decisions that she makes and all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, I guess that doesn't necessarily have to be a Ravenclaw trait, per se. Like, yeah. it's ambitious. Like, they're Slytherin, like daring to take all of that on too and that's Gryffindor she's just kind of a conundrum I just really like her I really like the comparison to McGonagall like yeah yeah, that's really great (laughs) me too
2: yeah I'm a fan headcanon accepted yeah (laughs) all right Dr. Edmund Chilton
0: he's a hottie
2: okay I have a thing to say about him (laughs) he kind of reminded me of like yeah like the like swoonish kind of Frank Sinatra vibe, you know, like chosen jaw, like swoop back hair but he had this look where he would just like look and have his mouth kind of like nobody half open I know, his (laughs) mouth like half open and like it was kind of like a smile but like it kind of wasn't His interactions
0: with Pollyanna though, oh adorable are so cute He looks
2: like the guy from that movie I did a project on in college
0: That is helpful Cas- Casablanca. Casablanca
2: yeah he looks like that guy oh I love
1: Casablanca <laughs> <laughs> I don't really I- I can remember that, see it. Humphrey yeah. Bogart yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. he he, he kind of looks like him I, I can see where you get that yeah that's where I'm getting it from yeah but
0: yeah I just I love him in Pollyanna like that scene where she's hidden and then he discovers her, and he's, like, <laughs> asking her, like, oh, what is this? And she, like, doesn't even care that she was just caught. She's just, like, telling him what's going on, like, oh, yes. this is a meeting, like, all those people over there, that's my aunt. And then, like, he comes and brings her a sandwich. Yeah. Like, it's just, sound? like, all about it.
1: Like, yeah, and then I'm she tries out. to grab another sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, here, give me the other sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
0: was really cool. <clears throat> I just think that... He was a good father type figure for her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I like how she like Pollyanna's very um intuitive. Yeah. So like she knew that there was something going on between him and her aunt, or had gone yeah. on, and she like puts pieces into place to try and make it happen. She's like a child. Just it's like super Nancy cool. and
0: George though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. She's just, like, she's very wise for her age. Maybe
0: she should be a Huffleclaw. Huffleclaw. Rindor.
1: Huffleclaw oh, yeah, we put there. her in Gryffindor. I'm sorry, a Gryffinclaw. <laughs> Gryffinclaw. A Gryffelclaw? A Gryffelclaw. She's essentially everything but ambitious. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, All right. I don't think that I really know enough about him to, like, place him in a house. I don't know. Ravenclaw, maybe, because he's a doctor, so he's smart. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I wanted to say Gryffindor, but didn't have a reason why.
0: Why? Because he's handsome and all the handsome men go to Gryffindor? No. Don't stereotype like that, Katie. Didn't I
2: just say I didn't like his
0: smile? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk about Reverend Paul Ford.
1: Oh, that guy.
2: The dude that screams so loud, the chandelier <laughs> shakes and his hair goes everywhere.
0: Like, I felt like he was going to have an aneurysm oh, on screen. God. Like, one of his blood vessels was going to pop in his forehead.
2: But Pollyanna.
0: <laughs> Whenever he starts talking and her eyes go all wide. And her she mouth drops <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is funny, but I like him... I like that he comes around in the end and he yes. ends up listening to what Pollyanna has to say. And even like, because I think that, I think honestly, and this is kind of like a soapbox and different, eh, whatever. But <laughs> I think that a lot of people sometimes view religion in the wrong way. And like, that was kind of like how he did in the beginning of the film. Like, religion is not there to scare people it's not there to to scare you into being good it's not supposed to be there to you know like make you terrified of going to hell or whatever like
2: and that's exactly what he was preaching exactly loudly and scarily yeah.
0: yeah and like that's not gonna get anybody on your side like that's not gonna bring anybody to be like yeah i'm all about this who
2: wants to go to church every sunday and have them yelling
1: about how bad
2: you are right aunt
1: Polly. Yeah, I know. And- <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> She's she the one does. He's like here, read yeah. this thing and scare people this way. And yeah. Oh. Although I have to give him credit because he essentially admitted that he spent one evening reading the entire Bible to find like the good, like the eight hundred and thirty-four yeah. good. Uh, good texts or um, good passages sc- yeah. passages exactly like I'm sorry you can't just like scan through it and be like oh that's a good one that's a good one like, <laughs> like, like he had an exact number I'm sorry he read that entire yeah, yeah. I right. counted right like just for that I think he has to go on the raising claw because no one yeah. else has the patience to do that <laughs>
0: I agree yeah no but like I I just love how he he came around and like And I love that, like, this little girl makes him realize, like, what is good about religion and, like, what you should focus on with religion. Like, don't focus on the negativity in the Bible. I mean, like, it's there, whatever. But, like, the good, like, the good things that you should pay attention to are, like corinthians like what is the passage about love right Mm -hmm. like those kind of passages like that is what everybody should embrace and preach and all that kind of stuff and like it's crazy that it takes a little girl to get him to realize that but like at least he realizes it so props to him for that Mm -hmm. and he totally changes i mean like and you could tell as soon as he started talking about that like in a positive light people paid attention to him People yeah. weren't like scared of what he was saying or like shying away from it. Like they wanted more.
2: And that church, that church hour ended with like everyone like talking Happy. with each other. And yeah, like, yeah.
1: Not yeah. like all right, let's leave. Bye.
0: Oh God, gotta go. Make sure I don't get sent to hell this week. Right. Like
1: <laughs> everyone has a sour stomach. Right. Yes. The only positive thing is that it's six six days until the next Sunday. Right. Yes. <laughs>
2: That was hilarious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I right. mean, it, it, it's like Abraham Lincoln says, if you search for the bad and people, <laughs> you're going to find it. Exactly. That Abe Lincoln.
2: That oh, Abe he's Lincoln. a smart one. <laughs> Man. All right, so Nancy and George. I just wanted to put them on here. They're not huge characters, but I love the way Nancy treats Pollyanna. She's almost like an older
0: sister. I feel like she kind of treats her that way. Um, Yeah, Nancy's kind of all over the place, though, for me. Like, in the beginning, she was kind of like, oh, what is this lady? Like, why is she being so mean? But then, like, she came around. And I think it mostly was just because she works for Polly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, keeping that up till she got to know Pollyanna. Mm Mm-hmm because you kind of have to like you had to like be on guard when you were working for her you know like i don't know
2: but george aka cousin fred who's like all right i'll play along with the cousin thing Let i me love make out this with you. cousin i love her so much <laughs> all over what you just made that really weird that poor child
0: is now confused <sighs> yeah Um, We can't make Rory laugh this episode. Sorry, Rory. (laughs) That just
2: means we're really funny. Sorry. Um, But yeah, I liked what um, at least Nancy... Actually, I like what Nancy and George's relationship turned into with Pollyanna. And how she... I don't know if Nancy would have stuck around with George had it not been for Pollyanna. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know because Polly told her, like, you cannot see him anymore.
2: And Pollyanna's like I I'm, I can't lie, but then she totally <laughs> fibs right in front of Aunt Polly, and like Nancy's like that's when it changed. That's yeah. when Nancy was cool with her. Yeah, yeah. she's just like, oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like when um when George, where when she calls him George, yes. he's like George, I'm I'm cousin I'm Fred. Sad. Where do you get this George from? <laughs> And Nancy's like it's okay, she's cool. And he's <laughs> like, "Wait, you knew? Yeah, was cute. Girl is smart." Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. Next up is Tilly and Angelica. So the crabbiest woman in, in the house, Angelica,
2: Angelica, right? She's the <laughs> didn't smile crabbiest. Till the last minute of the movie.
0: She's not the most cantankerous, but she's the oh crabbiest. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was sweet at the end, though, that Pollyanna finally got her to smile like, come around a little bit. They're cute. They were, like, cute characters, though, you know, like...
2: Comic relief.
0: Exactly. Like, comic
2: relief in the background. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, Tilly was... I liked when Tilly was complaining about the uh, the sherbet... And how it was gonna turn to mush. And it was just I like un-mush. how
0: Pollyanna was just eating it with it, like double yes, dipping with the cookie. I the know. whole. <laughs> oh <my laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I looked at Meg. and was like, "That child double
1: dipped." Yeah, I'm like, yeah,
0: I would have too. So. <laughs>
1: take a moment though to talk about the cakes at the bazaar oh
0: they were were huge
1: enormous oh my gosh between the watermelon slices (laughs) and the cake slices i'm like how are all these people like like not big (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: i was like hold on that's how big the watermelon slices for what was it just a penny
1: yeah a penny Uh, penny. (laughs) what
0: that's crazy was the whole watermelon a penny back then i don't because <laughs> that was only like four slices for one watermelon pretty much they were <laughs> donated <laughs> it <was> yeah <laughs> the,
2: it was the most delicious looking watermelon i've ever seen in it my it looked life. really good and then the cake i thought they looked delicious before oh they were even gosh, cut yes. when they were like sneaking them out of the house and then they cut it and i was like oh my god yeah that uh, icing looked uh, really good yes. i Pollyanna's just like walking around with this giant piece of cake just like shoving it in just in eating face. it with her mouth like awesome. <laughs> so
0: funny Awesome.
2: Mr. Uh, Pendergast. Oh, wait. Are we placing yeah. Tilly and Angelica? I don't, I don't, I don't know really know if we know enough. enough. Yeah. 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 Same with Nancy and George. Mr. Pendergast, though. I He's love him. the
0: guy who had the pendants, right?
2: Yes. And he looks like Zach Galifianakis. He does. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, he does. Also, Reverend Paul Ford looks like Bill Murray.
0: He does. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. This was the movie, because we'll get to another person,
0: of people who look like other people. We yeah. it. <laughs> that was what we came up with. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Pendergast is, he was funny. Yeah. Because you could tell that, like, he really loved their company, but Ooh, he, yeah. like, put on this huge, like, front for them.
2: Dude, killer jacket, though. Killer yes. robe. That thing was awesome. It looked like something that and Brendan Urie would wear. Channel. Yeah. Brendan Urie. Super Ury. cool. <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my God. But here's this guy who like, doesn't disprove the rumors of having slave children and rats in his basement, oh, he's going <laughs> to take these two down there too. Like, he doesn't want anyone on his property. But then these two, kid co- two kids come in and they kind of like, somehow worm their way into his heart. Just a grumpy old guy who needed, like, who needed the light of a child.
0: Yeah. So, Mayor Carl Warren.
2: I just put him in here because I really liked how he was rallying for a new new building. And the whole, Mm -hmm. like, political side of this movie, where Aunt Polly has literally an iron grip on every person in this town, and nobody wants to step on her toes, everyone's afraid to.
0: Well, because they're afraid that they'll lose their jobs like yeah
2: yeah it's crazy and here's this guy like fighting for these kids like he's only doing it to make life better for these orphans right but she just like she won't because she thinks that this building's historical and like it's fine and we'll just fix what's in it which
0: like i get but at the same time maybe like keep that building but like add or build another one or build a second one or something yeah yeah I just felt so Because okay, it's everyone. not like she wasn't willing to put money into it, because she was, which is great, but it clearly just wasn't big enough.
1: Yeah. I yeah. think the whole, like, that kind of storyline was confusing, because it was more of a, like, she had nothing against the kids or helping them. She was just like, nope, like, this is the building that we donated, and we're going to pay all the money, and we're going to fix it, and do you, what do you think will be better for here? But no, like, it's going to be my way, or it's done, or, like, yeah. that's it. Yeah, And that was just confusing to me, and I think probably has something to do more with, like, her backstory, with her relationship with her family that you just never really get to know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I liked the side of it that showed, like, how tied up people were in, like, basically kissing her butt, you know? Right. Um, even, Mm -hmm. Even the reverend did, and it took Pollyanna to literally break all of that, because the reverend realized nobody owns a church i can say what i truly feel i should say and then eventually everyone else did as well you know they're like no we should throw this gigantic party one for us we're a good community yep and two to for a good cause why are we gonna let we one talk person about hold us back?"
1: when that one guy like yelled at his wife to get out of the car like that was great yeah <laughs> like, i know i
2: actually i i was like good for you because she like was just like no 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 We're going to stick to the old ways. And he's like, no, this is for a good cause. I'm not standing for this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because early in the movie, he's like,
0: my wife will have my head if I don't agree with Polly. We need more people like him now in society. I just, like, I think that some people are, like, scared for change sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, like, you need more people like him who are going to rally for it. And, like, really try and get their loved ones and family like on board on the right side of history and everything you know
2: and not for any kind of personal gain or money yeah or any kind of greed literally just because it's the right thing to
0: do right hufflepuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um all right next up is mrs snow and mildred snow now tell me (laughs) does mildred snow not look like princess anne do you know princess anne
1: oh she kind of does yeah Meg pulled
0: up a
2: picture, and I right. was like, "Whoa!" We had to like see if it was her because I literally ones.
0: looked it up. I'm like, "No, there's no way that she would be in a movie. That's random." And it was it wasn't her, but like I don't think the lady who played Mildred was really in much else.
1: Yeah.
0: But um,
1: if only the '60s had a Princess Anne biopic. I know she could have played her. Missed her, her moment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: Yeah. Poor
2: Mildred had to put up with a lot. From oh, her Oh, I
0: <laughs> don't know how I would have done in her shoes.
2: Mrs. Snow just made me laugh, though, because she was just like literally chomping on a pill and she's like, pills, pills, pills. I'm on the floor. <laughs> Everything's like- terrible.
0: <laughs> she was like almost like I would have been worried as her daughter that I would have just like laughed at her a lot. <laughs> Which is kind of bad I
2: think she was too aggravated to laugh I know but like (laughs) if you think about it
0: Just like dude you're so ridiculous (laughs) Like you are so overdramatic So over the top Get out of here you're fine (laughs) You're picking out your coffin
1: Oh that was my favorite part Oh my
0: god it was so funny (laughs) It was so funny
2: I like how Pollyanna's like Are you making a dress (laughs) (laughs) No No, Not (laughs) exactly no <laughs> i'll talk a little bit more about mrs snow later but
0: all right jimmy bean does he sell whiskey no
2: that and would he doesn't be sell jimmy beam <laughs> jim beam
0: jim beam jim
2: beam okay my lacunas though every time she does a commercial she's always like jim bean
0: <laughs> the voice always does that thing
2: Listen to it. You'll hear it. <laughs> Go YouTube. <laughs> Jim Beam commercial. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, Jimmy is Kevin mm-hmm. Corcoran.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so he's our little
2: stereotypical American small child
0: boy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I liked him, though. He wasn't annoying to me at all. No. no. um, He was cute. He, just, like, he was funny. He like just embraced the fact that he was an orphan and he didn't listen to the rules, but he didn't like really break rules. He just bent them a little bit. He wasn't like a super well,
0: huge troublemaker. No, not he at was all. just kind of like in his own world. You yeah. know, he just like did his own thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't cause a ton of trouble, just a little.
2: He just wanted to climb trees
0: and yeah. fish. Yeah. And that fish. L- that scene where he's oh, like <laughs> underwater <laughs> and he's like <laughs> talking to well Interacting with <laughs> the like, fish. I know, that killed me. <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. And tries
1: to catch it with his
2: hands. Yeah. Yes. Like... yeah, I liked Aww. him. I liked the friend he became to Polly. and When it, when in reality, it seemed like they would hate each other in the beginning. Um, but then they got along.
1: Yeah. And shout
2: out to the toy he was playing with, because that was in Westward Ho. Yes. A little weird yo-yo string thing.
1: Yep. Do you yep.
2: think
0: it's the same prop?
2: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Could be. I'm
2: like, what can link? we use this for? Give it to
0: that kid. <laughs> All right, our favorites. Favorite characters and scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry if I'm going to steal everyone's here, but like Pollyanna. <laughs> I mean, she's just the bomb. That's also apparently my phrase. The Sarah bomb. from Swish and Flick has dubbed the bomb as my phrase. Apparently I say it too much, but Pollyanna's the bomb. Um, <laughs> and... I just love her personality. I love her positivity. Um, she is just like... She is what every, everybody should be. See the positive in everything. Always look for a silver lining. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then favorite scene. I think is whenever she is hiding behind that bush, watching the <laughs> meeting and interacting with Dr. Chilton. Is just cute. I love their interactions together. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved that, like, he went along with it and just kind of, like... encouraged it. Yeah, it was just hilarious. I just loved it. Yeah.
1: You can go, Rory. Yeah, I I have to agree with Pollyanna, (laughs) because, like, I mean, not only is, like, all the other characters don't really have as much development, so, I mean, it's not like there is a lot to choose from in regards to that, but... um, I just really associate a lot with Pollyanna, um, especially when um, Angelica is telling her like, "Oh, this insufferable child is just going around telling everyone to be happy." <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, um, when I was working down in Orlando, I once had like a heart to heart with a coworker who told me that. Um, they didn't tell me things anymore because they knew I was always going to spin the positive side of it. And they just, they just wanted to like, they just wanted to complain. They didn't want to hear the positive side of it. Oh my God. (laughs) And so like, I I I really related to this movie because of like those moments. Um, But no, I, I I really respect her and for being able to do that. Um, And then my favorite scene I, so I watched this movie growing up, so, like, I, I remembered this growing up, but not, like, the whole story. The one main thing I remembered was the scene where she gets the doll, um, yeah. where she's fishing at the bazaar, and, like, I vividly remember that. I remember them, like, switching out what was on the hook and, like, put giving that to her and how, you know, it was um, Mrs. Snow who, like, went and made it happen and how great that was and, I think that's really where you see that turnaround where you start seeing someone doing good for her back. Yeah. Um, and that's just like that's such a sweet scene to me. And then she gets it all and she's like she's like, Oh, it's all for me, for me to take care of and like how um, you know, she she never really had like that physical thing, even though like she got all the clothes and everything. Like that was her first like toy yeah. that she got. Um, so just for nostalgia reasons, I really love that scene.
0: I like that scene too.
2: Uh, big shocker, my favorite character is Pollyanna.
1: Um, oh, <laughs> I remember
2: what I wanted to say before, though. I really like what she represents as far as, like, I don't know, I feel like you hear it a lot where, like, s- kids will change your perspective or your mind on things. Yeah. Like, when you have a kid, and I don't have kids, so I'm excited to experience this when we do, but, like, y- you see the world from a Their different perspective eyes, again. Like, almost. you get to be... A kid again and like see things they how they see it and like learn things all over again and I just love that and like this movie shows how many people need that kind of light in their life we see it with Mr. Pendergast we see it with Mrs. Snow we see it with just the people working in the house like I really like that positivity she brings because I do relate to it a lot because I try to live my life that way I mean, sometimes life beats you down, but that's when that's when Meg comes in and she plays the glad game on me, you know? Like, she's my positivity. That brings me back up.
0: Oh, I do. hmm <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, like, I always try to think, like, of something good. Um, so I did relate pretty hard to that. And then Rory stole my favorite scene because... I thought she did
0: because <laughs> I was oh, like, no. Katie loved that scene.
2: That scene, <laughs> literally looked at Meg and I was like, I'm gonna cry a little bit. Like, I got <laughs> yeah. really emotional about it because here's this old cranky mean woman no cantankerous. cantankerous that's right cantankerous woman which by the way that's one of mine and meg's favorite words and we've never heard it spoken by anybody else before (laughs) we were so excited they said it twice (laughs) um just as really this woman who just is waiting to die isn't appreciating that she's living um this girl comes in, changes her mind, and then she does something. I'm gonna cry talking about it. So, so kind. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, I was just,
0: like, blown away by that. I loved it. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be pretty boring here with my least favorite because, like, legitimately I don't have a least favorite character or a least favorite scene. Like, I I really don't. Mm -hmm. Even the scenes that, like, weren't happy or that, like, maybe annoyed me, like, they served a purpose and they ended up, like, making something positive in the end anyway. So, like, I just, I don't have anything. And, like, even the characters who were, like, kind of annoying in the beginning, like, you know, maybe Aunt Polly or Mrs. Snow or Angelica, like, while they may have annoyed me in the early stages of the movie, I can't say that at the end of the movie, I would say that they're my least favorite character because they all kind of come around. Yeah,
2: they all, they all do. Every single person, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, um, without having a least favorite scene or person, I will say that I thought the movie was a little bit longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, because I, I, like I said, I remembered watching this as a kid, and then when I pulled it up to watch it, and it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I just saw Fantastic Beasts, and that was two and a half hours. And there's a <laughs> lot in that, <laughs> right. and I feel like this does not have that much. In it. So like, I, I don't. I can't say that like I would have necessarily taken out any scene, but. I just think that they could have maybe done a little bit better editing to make it maybe just that like that hour 45 minute mark like yeah. maybe take half an hour out somewhere. It's um it's it you yeah. say really that
2: because um the director actually did want to cut about 20 minutes out but Walt uh. Walt wouldn't let him cuz he didn't think <laughs>
1: anything was
2: right. <laughs> he didn't think anything could be pulled or could be taken out so he's like no, yeah. just leave it how it is. I didn't pull that fun fact but look, I got to say it anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really, I mean, like, if I had to pick a least favorite, it wouldn't be because it wasn't a favorite, it would just be because it was sad, and I didn't like seeing, um, the ray of sunshine that Pollyanna was beaten down and not even want to play her own game, like, just didn't want to see people, she was just depressed and... You know if she would have gotten that surgery and still been depressed after that it might not have been good i mean your attitude is a lot yeah. of your recovery and anything mm-hmm. um but i can't say it's my least favorite because the entire town came and like lift they were her strength for her so yeah i gotta yeah. go with you guys there's nothing it was a little long but i was never bored
0: yeah like yeah. it was that like the two-ish hour mark where i was like is it almost over? <laughs> right. When, like, I had to check, and then I'm like, oh, it's two hours and 15 minutes.
2: But, I mean... I think it seems so long, because all the other live actions we've seen have been, like... An, an hour, hour and a half. tops. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> okay. this one went, like, so long. Yeah.
0: 45 minutes more than we're used to watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um. Okay, what I took away from it is... I don't know, I'm guessing it's probably going to be similar to your guys' and I'm sorry, but always find a silver lining, always look for the positive in a situation. I just think that living life like Pollyanna did is something that everybody should strive to do because I don't really think that there's anything that she did that, like, would be in, that would have a negative effect on you as a person if you lived your life
1: the way she did.
2: Life's too short to be cantankerous.
1: Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll just say that I was totally tearing up at the end of this movie, um, yeah. but a lot of it, too, was because I, so, like, once again, with, with that person from work, how they had told me, like, you know, like, you're too you're too positive, you spin things too positively, um, when I moved here to Baltimore, and I was having a rough time, and I... I knew like I could just complain to these people because they were okay with me complaining they actually wouldn't let me and they and they started being like but you're, like, in a new place, and, like, you've got these, like, new things to learn, and it's, like, kind of, like, they played the glad game with me, um, and so, like, in, at the end of this movie, when the whole town, like, goes, and they don't let her, like, be sad when she wants to be, like, that was a huge, like, moment for me, because I remember when someone did that for me, and how, like, how big of a thing that was, yeah. um, and, you just, you treat people the way that you actually want to be treated, like, at your best, so when you're at your best, you treat people how you want to be, at your be- at or how... At your you know worst. I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You got it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're just so wrapped up in the emotion.
1: My God, <laughs> it's just,
0: it's so much.
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to take away to always be kind, because I truly, truly believe, you know, anybody can just go through life and... Say you're, I don't know, you're at your job and you could do one small little extra thing to make a customer's day or like just help them out no. a tiny bit more. You don't have to and nothing's going to change really if you don't, but if you do, something could change. So it's not bad to go out of your way in small or big moments. Just a, you don't know how that's going to affect somebody. Like if you're thinking about someone, like I haven't texted that person in a while. Saying a hello text to someone, hey, how are you? You don't know. They could be having the crappiest day. Mm-hmm. And that might yeah. bring them up. So I always Absolutely. try to think of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's a that's a total Pollyannaism.
0: I kind of like Pollyanna kind of reminds me of like the premise the premise of like being a Disney cast member. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I, like I like I kind of wonder if maybe that's Well, I mean, Disneyland had already been opened by the time this was out, but, like, the whole, like, idea of Pollyanna's personality, like, I wonder if that was influential at all in, like, the training that Walt decided to do for cast members, um, but, like, that is always what they teach you whenever you become a cast member, to, like, always be positive, always find the good in a situation, um, always do little things to brighten people's days, like, that is being a cast member at Disney
1: World that's or like I mean, that's why rain is liquid pixie dust. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's it's just liquid pixie yeah. dust. I tell you, the first time I said <clears> that, <throat> that here in Baltimore, everyone thought I was insane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the magic
1: of Disney. I like that a lot. <laughs> but it made them smile. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I
2: like that a lot. That's a really good parallel.
0: Yeah. I just wonder if there was like inspiration pulled. 'Cause I mean, he probably knew that he wanted to do this story oh, I'm sure. before. So like he maybe knows. her personality was an inspiration for how he wanted people to be in the parks and treat people. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it is very reminiscent of cast member days. Oh yeah. Oh totally. yeah.
2: All right. Pollyanna. Pollyanna. Ten thumbs up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really liked it. I will watch it again. Yeah. I'm glad we own this one. We didn't rent it. Yeah, we, we do own, own
0: this one. We found it at yeah, uh, yeah, we found it at, like, a secondhand movie store yeah. for, like, $5. Nice. So. Go get
2: it. Go buy
1: it. Yeah.
2: So, thank you so much, Rory, for joining us again. Oh, I don't...
1: Always happy.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you're on any more podnesses, but if you are, I'm stoked about it.
1: I don't know. I don't think she is. I don't think I am. Well, that's but okay. You're on the
2: list later. When you we'll come back, you back, when you come back, you better be better. Yeah, you better not have Larry
0: Dinos. <laughs> <I can> Imagine. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, as always, it's awesome talking to you. Yeah, seeing oh, you. I always love coming. It's fun. <laughs> Good, because we're going to ask you to come back again. So yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, so make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod and on Facebook at Grown Up Kids Disney Podcast, along with our Facebook discussion group, Grown Up Kids a Disney Podcast group, which is where I've posted our comprehensive list of movies along with availability. So you can check that list out, see what's open, and let us know if you'd like to be a guest on the show with us. Just comment on the post or message us or email us and I can let you know if the spot is open. Um also, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pod Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you watch The Sign of Zorro ahead of tomorrow's Podmas episode.
2: And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway.
0: All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.